It's time for Mile High Magazine. Happy Sunday, everybody. Happy Father's Day. It is today. I am Murphy Houston, and we're glad you're here. And joining us today is Lonnie Summers, founder and chairman of Fetal Health Foundation. Hey, Lonnie, how's it going? I'm doing fantastic. Murphy, how are you? I'm doing good. Happy Father's Day to you, by the way. Thank you. Part of our Sunday talking about what this is all about. And as I mentioned, I've known Lonnie for a while, and we sat down and talked about the Fetal Health Foundation and Fetal Health Period. So tell us why you started the foundation, and it kind of ties into Father's Day, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, it's perfect, perfect for Father's Day, and almost uh, 20 years ago today, my daughters were born almost on Father's Day. They were born, uh, well, actually, this this year will be uh, just the day after, but, um, um, you know, everyone, my wife and I, it was our very first pregnancy, we were super excited, and we found out we were having uh, identical twin daughters, which was wow. um, probably the only time, uh, for you, Murphy, you know me, I love a microphone, so it was the only time in my life I think I was silent for 48 hours <laughs> when we found out. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> uh, you know, a few months later, we were in our, uh, about our uh, uh, March of 2002, we found out that we were diagnosed with a fetal condition called twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome. And real quickly, what that is, is identicals 80% of the time share a placenta. So you can think that their placenta is shared uh, like a circulatory system. And in about 30% of cases, one baby gets a disproportionate amount of blood and nutrients versus the other. And then essentially, um, it's it's a fatal, can be a very fatal condition without any intervention. And uh, so we were um, you know, our, immediately we thought we were just going in for a routine appointment. Uh, all of a sudden it was uh, high-risk specialist seeing things. We were sat down and told we had two options. We could just let them die in utero or we could uh, terminate the pregnancy. Wow. And immediately for me, and I think obviously for my wife too, was how here we were. We weren't even parents yet, and we were thinking about, you know, how it was going to be handling twins and having double everything, but just the joy of having two daddy's girls and um, thinking about the, you know, the changing the first diaper and changing and having the first bottle and having the first smile and the first step and the first day of school and all those things that you kind of put into those hopes and dreams of having a family was all of a sudden stolen from us. Now, to get to the, the uh, end of the story pretty quickly is we were fortunate. We did a, uh, started just truly by luck. We found a fetal surgeon that was kind of known as a father fetal surgeon, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Uh, Quint, uh, Ruben Quintero out of Florida, um, who had pioneered and perfected a technique for treating this particular syndrome. A week later, we were in uh, Tampa, Florida. They did in utero surgery, minimally invasive in the womb, um, and they essentially saved my daughter's lives. Now, 20 years ago, there was a 50% chance that one wouldn't survive, and we were very fortunate both of our daughters survived. Boy, amen to so, that, my friend. Amen to that. Yeah. I, I, that's and, unbelievable experience. Uh, completely, and it was an emotional roller coaster. It felt like everything was um, <laughs> in slow motion, but at the same time going way too fast, um, and it was a very tumultuous time. But kind of from that thing of them being born and, and happy and healthy and, and overcoming that, we realized that there were this particular syndrome, twin to twin, takes the lives of more babies per year than SIDS, and everyone's heard of SIDS. Right. So we decided let's do something about it, and we did a started in, uh, which actually this will be our 20th year this November in Denver, uh, we started a charity 5K um, to raise money and awareness around that particular syndrome. Um, so it's been pretty amazing on that. And that kind of led us into, um, what we did is 
we realized that not only with this anomaly, but there's well over 100 different anomalies that can affect pregnancies. And every day we lose the lives of more than 200 babies from a fetal anomaly. Um, some of these things you hear of like spina bifida is probably pretty common that most people have heard of uh, and whatnot. And there was really no organization to help families with awareness, support. And so that is what you alluded to is how we started to the uh, create the Fetal Health Foundation. Uh, and how, how common, I mean, I think I talked to you, Lonnie, where I, we did mention right before we started recording here that I've talked to people since you and I've had our conversation, and many people don't even know what fetal syndromes are. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. the uh, Statistics-wise, we believe it's between six hundred to 800,000 pregnancies in the United States alone every year will be afflicted by some type of fetal anomaly. Um, now, that's a really large number, and it sounds really scary. And I can... The good news is, is a lot of them are very minor types of things, but um, a lot of times these are, as I just mentioned, they can be just um, uh, spina bifida is one. There's things called hypoplastic life heart syndrome. Um, all of them themselves are individually are somewhat rare, but they do add up to a really big number. And because of their rarity, most your, your, your OB, even your perinatologist, and even some high-risk specialists sometimes don't, in their entire lives, don't come across very many of them. So when they find something wrong, they're not necessarily always sure what resources are available to help a mom and partner during a pregnancy. And again, this is kind of why we go into that. We Unfortunately, we lose you know, around 150, 200 babies every day to wow. a fetal anomaly. Is it always twins, like in your situation? No, um, you know, we twins and twin to twin transfusion syndrome is uh, kind of one more of the common ones because of the incidence of identical twins is actually an interesting fact is that uh, uh, identical twins, a lot of people think they might run in a family and there's generally no proof that it's more genetic. It's actually kind of more random. But one thing we have seen is with in vitro fertilization, um, we're seeing eggs split more often, causing more higher incidence of identicals. And because of being an identical twin, and again, that stat of 80% of babies sharing placenta is more prevalent. However, um, that said, um, no, it is not just identical twins. It's any type of pregnancy. We see um, a lot of times one of the things that afflicts is what we call um, high drops. And high drops is one of the things that can be idiopathic, meaning is that we don't really understand why it happens, and sometimes it can be a situation of something going on, but it's a buildup of fluid inside the baby. Um, and if you think about that, a baby's lungs are developing, its heart's developing, right. all of a sudden there's this fluid in there, right. the lungs can't develop, the heart can't develop, uh, and there can be causes around that. Sometimes it can be uh, chromosomal, sometimes it can be, you know, a, when a baby is going through distress, sometimes uh, high drops uh, does go along with it, like with twin to twin, or sometimes with a spina bifida, sometimes we'll see those. And that obviously, if a baby's lungs aren't developed, they can't breathe. Um, there's things like hypoplastic left heart syndrome, um, different type of hernia, sometimes there's teratoma, which are um, types of tumors that can grow in babies that can cause major issues and stuff. But um, the good news is, is that, you know, there's amazing facilities around the country that specialize in these things to give families hope. Well, there's more now than you had 20 years ago, I would think. Oh, my gosh, yes. I mean, when 20 years ago, there was really only three doctors in really the entire world that even uh, knew about this particular syndrome that we went through. Um, and the, the, the stats were pretty, you know, it was to do something was better than nothing, but the stats were still kind of iffy. Um, 20 years later, we are even fortunate in the Denver area. We've got um, um, a fantastic center with uh, Colorado Children's Hospital, Colorado Fetal Care Center. Um, Rocky Mountain Children's Hospital here also has a wing that they do with fetal anomalies. 
Um, a lot of major cities have these now. So while they're not necessarily in every place all the time, we can get families to these resources uh, to provide hope. But it's uh, incredible what they can do now. Just to go back on Twin to Twin, a little bit Murphy is um, if you can get intervention at the right time, the survival rates for both are 80% and better now, and um, which is 20 years ago was 50% chance of one survivor. Well, that that's great news. And how soon do they really detect that now? Is it sooner than what you went through? Um, sometimes it can be, sometimes not. I think that's one of the big things in advocacy is uh, we would love to see as the foundation is that, uh, you know, usually with a pregnancy, you you go in for the 20th week ultrasound, which um, sometimes are close to 20th week, and that's when problems can be discovered. Um, sometimes there can be some blood work and other things that are early in, in some of the pregnancy testing and stuff done that they can see something might be out of whack. But most of the time it's that one, and boy, we would love if uh, there was root. Ultrasound is truly kind of a, a uh, an expensive test. Right. Um, it would be wonderful if they start doing those around 16 weeks. That's when we start to see a lot of these things start to show up uh, where that something can be done. But um, a lot of times they're discovered in 20 weeks, and then, you know, that's um, uh, if something's going on, that's when, uh, you know, the family's life's turned upside down. And a lot of times intervention has to happen pretty quickly. So why can't they do it at 16 weeks? Is that an insurance thing? You know, I, th- I think it's just um, uh, it's just not a standard practice of care, and um, um, I don't know if it's so much of an insurance thing. I think insurance probably would tend to cover some of these things, but unfortunately, it just hasn't been a discussion yet that's really come to the table. And because truly, again, it's just one of those things that is the awareness isn't out there, so there's just kind of a no need to rush to do anything. So people might be asking or thinking, as I am, Lonnie, what causes these fetal syndromes or anomalies, as you said earlier? The great question, Murphy, and I think the first and foremost is if uh, I'm sure one of the listeners to this someday will go through something like this. And the, the, the thing is that most of that, it is not the mom's fault. It isn't anything that the mom did or didn't do during pregnancy. Um, a lot of these things are just random things that we don't understand some why they happen. Now, certainly um, um, things that can increase the chances of things happening is mom needs to be healthy. You know, we, we kind of tend to treat pregnancy as a disease. (laughs) It's not. Um, And the reason I say that is because it's always, you know, Oh, you know, you know, you don't have to do as much. You can take time off, you can rest and stuff and not to negate that pregnancy is a lot on, on the body, but um, you know, you, you should really be healthy. The healthier you are, the healthier the baby is Um, nutritionally making sure the better nutrients, not to say you can't have your ice cream and cake, but the better nutritional nutrition that you're putting in your body, the better for baby or babies. And those things can all help make for a stronger pregnancy. Um, but um, there's really not any major thing that says it causes these things. It's not environmental. It's not something you did or didn't do. They're uh, just anomalies type things. And quite frankly, we don't know why some of these things happen. They're still being studied. And more importantly right now is the, a lot of the work is being done on how do we treat these things? What type of things can we do to improve outcomes as opposed to kind of what these things we haven't really gotten so much into some of the cause of it. But there is research going on in those areas. But there's a, such a huge area to research because pregnancy is one of those things truly from um, a medical standpoint we don't understand a lot about. Right. They certainly don't. And they're certainly searching on because I'm just thinking as quickly as we learn things medically, it seems like that there might be more information available about what's going on with fetal anomalies. But apparently that's catching up, but not quite there yet. 
Yeah, exactly. It's not quite there yet. And, and that's from one of the things uh, with uh, what we try to do with the Fetal Health Foundation is uh, we, we have a great relationship with so many research organizations and the uh, facilities that are treating these on a daily basis. And so we work with them to ensure that we have the most factual, up-to-date information on our website and resources available for families. Um, our biggest thing I always say is, you know, when, when families learn of something, we want to give them all the resources, information that they have so that they never have to come back and said if I had only known. Yes. Uh, we want to give all that information up for them so that they can make the best decision that's right for them to do with their family and their medical care providers for the care of their unborn child. Absolutely. Lonnie Summers, uh, founder and chairman of Fetal Health Organ Foundation. So here we are, we're talking about it. People's eyebrows are going up going, how do I find out more about this? How do I support what Lonnie's doing? What do they do? Oh, awesome. We would, we love the support a lot. Go a little goes to help so much. We do uh, a lot with the organization and uh, we all kind of run it out of our homes. So those that are involved, uh, best way is to go to fetalhealthfoundation.org. You can find all kinds of different ways to help us um, either through donations or volunteering. Um, if you've ever been through a fetal anomaly and a lot of times the one thing that we do, uh, Murphy, taboo-wise, uh, it's a lot of taboo subjects that come around with unborn children and babies and, and, and how it's dealt with and perceived. And a lot of times when there's an issue that's caused, uh, we very clinically give names to fetal demise, miscarriages. Um, and I've, when I've done speaking and stuff like that, a lot of people will come up to me, I've had, and it always amazes me how people come and say, you know, I had a, I had a situation I've really never told anybody about. So it is a lot more prevalent. It's kind of one of those, you know, six right. degrees of separation type of things with Kevin Bacon, um, if you will. Um, sure. but you can go to our website. That's a great way. There's ways to get involved. The other thing is, uh, truly donations help us a ton to be able to offer support and resources to family. And since we're in the Denver area, this November 12th, we have our 20th anniversary of, of our 5K run walk, which is actually, we wanted it to be very fun and about family. So it's called the Great Candy Run. Um, it's not to go out and eat a whole bunch of candy. The theme behind it means that it's, we all remember that uh, we, sh you know, the, the times of being little and having a grandparent share candy with us or with a friend. It's about creating memories. So sure. if you could come and our idea is come and uh, make sweet memories as a family and help support a great cause. So 20th anniversary, you can find that information out by either going to our website or you can just Google the Great Candy Run Denver. Um, and it's a really fun-filled day of um, and a great way to support a fantastic cause. And I can't believe it's our 20th year. <laughs> I can't either. We've been talking a long time about this. Uh, FetalHealthFoundation.org. Lonnie Summers in charge. Get in there. Get involved. Get to the run. Have some fun and learn more about what's going on. It might affect you someday. Hopefully not, but it might. Lonnie, thanks for coming on Mile High Magazine this morning. Great stuff. Thank you very much, Murphy. I appreciate it. And happy Father's Day to you as well and all the fathers out there. Yep, I agree. And you guys, hang on now. It's Mile High Magazine. Murphy Houston here, and I will be back with more.